to the Blue Sky PR Recruitment Marketing Coronavirus Q&A Clinic. Hi everyone, I'm Dan Stobbs, Head of Social Media here at Blue Sky PR. And this is a, another weekly Q&A where we're going to be looking at your recruitment marketing questions. So shortly we're going to be joined by our account director, Stephanie King who will be putting together some of the questions that we've been asked throughout the week across LinkedIn, Twitter, and email. Hi, Steph. Do you want to kick off with um, any questions that have come in? The first question for you is, should we go quiet on social until this is over so we don't appear instead? Um, And if not, what sort of content should we be posting? Okay, that's quite an um, interesting question. So... I have noticed um, a few firms, particularly smaller ones, um, have gone quiet on social as well as a few other sort of businesses and other sectors. But to be honest, I think, you know, um, going quiet on social is um, one of the worst things you could do at this moment in time, because at the end of the day, um, there will be a time, hopefully in a few months time, when this is all over and your brand really needs to be visible on social and you need to sort of in the meantime, build up and fill your pipeline. So I definitely wouldn't advise um, going quiet on social, but in regards to the topics that you can um, push out, um, try and look at content that adds real value to both candidates and clients. So look at um, what's currently going on in terms of professional development. So um, recently, um, in the last couple of weeks, um, some people might know that I've been doing some social media consultation calls with um, recruitment firms and I've been getting to know some of their own challenges and one of the um, main pieces of feedback that people have said in terms of the content they're looking to push out is how they can um, enrich sort of the, the professional lives of both candidates and clients at the moment so for example a lot of people were looking at um, focusing on digital skills so whereas before a lot of the content they were producing were all about CVs and job applications um, now they're looking at how they can um, make some of their candidates a bit more digitally savvy. So, for example, they've been um, doing blog posts on how to leverage um, a LinkedIn for networking opportunities, just, you know, in this down period. So they've got a lot more connections and then they can use those in the coming months to help build up their own careers. Um, other firms have been looking at um, producing webinars on how to do video interviews for both candidates and clients. So it's all about looking and thinking a bit more outside the box in terms of not just doing the standard um, CV tips, application tips, and look at um, building some more of the sort of digital skills and helping people step up in their career ladder over the next few months. That That's something that's really key at the moment. That's great, thanks, Sam. Um... And I think the next question ties in quite nicely with this came in on a DM. Um, how frequently should we um, be posting content? Okay, so um, I'd say it depends um, on your current frequency, first of all, and what platforms. But generally, as a rule of thumb, I would say um, on Twitter, for example, I would um, spread your messaging out three times on weekdays. Um, once or twice um, at the weekends because that way you've still got some content being pushed across social and by sort of spreading it out across them um, you're going to be still getting the eyes of your audience on your content for LinkedIn I'd say um, once every one to two days 
because you know the, the algorithms of all these platforms are different um and if you post something once every couple of days on linkedin the algorithm likes that whereas you know as we all know about twitter it's real time so you need to have a, a bit more uh, in terms of quantity and again for facebook i would say again once every day or two and instagram sort of two to three times a week really so i wouldn't drastically go changing it despite what's going on at the moment the key is to have quality content over quantity because you be, could be pushing out a lot of content thinking you know it's going to get that reach that you need but at the end of the day if people aren't engaging with it and clicking through it's going to be worthless so just make sure you focus on that quality content really okay great the, the next question is about i guess being being seen so um with so much content based around coronavirus understandably um how can we ensure our, our content sort of stands out by by you know the people we, we want it to be seen by um yeah so i think this is something you know whether whether it's um social or just looking on general news there is you know everywhere we turn at the moment it is coronavirus driven so one of the um, most creative ways i've seen a lot of recruitment firms stand out on social media at the moment is by um, using a lot of curated content so for example i've seen a lot of great content in the care sector at the moment for example because again as we've seen on the news there's a lot of sort of terrible statistics with what's going on in the care sector but the publications have found a way of balancing that out with a lot more light-hearted content so literally um a couple of days ago i saw a lot of recruitment firms that specialize in health and social care pushing out a lot of content to do with um videos of care home residents singing dancing and this content was really getting a lot of attention because when we go on social media we don't want to just constantly see more of the doom and gloom we want stuff to stand out on their feed so i'd look at um, going down the curated content avenue and look at some of the key publications for the sectors that you recruit for again um Recruitment firms specialising in marketing, for example, um, there's a publication called Marketing Week that a lot of people probably recognise, and they've got their own um, sort of humorous cartoon on there that sort of pokes fun at some of the latest marketing trends. And again, when recruitment firms, you know, source content like that and push it out, it gets a lot of traction because, again, people just want something a bit more fun and quirky in these times. So I'd definitely look at curated content and see what's in the sectors that you're recruiting because it will get a lot of engagement and it will stand out in people's feeds that way. Okay, great. And then the, the next one ties into um, sort of conversations I know that we've had down in terms of sort of scheduling content and how people mm -hmm. have been perhaps, you know, putting content out that, that's not appropriate. So this, this question is, should we stop um, scheduling altogether at the moment and stop sort of putting in evergreen content given the current situation? Okay, so what I would recommend for that, I wouldn't um, just stop, full stop, in terms of scheduling evergreen content. What I'd first do is um, conduct a content audit, so go through your content calendar and your scheduling tools that you use and carefully review both the messaging and the content itself because the worst thing you can do is put messaging out that's obviously, you know, completely tone deaf to what's going on in the situation that we face at the moment. But also the content, you know, I've seen um, recruitment firms that specialise in international recruitment uh, over the last week still put a lot of 
content which is clearly evergreen um, and given advice on how to secure a job abroad and particularly in countries at the moment that are in lockdown. So obviously that's not going to happen. So make sure that you just have a proper um, audit of all your content that you've scheduled and then you can carefully tweak the messaging and then just remove from the content pool blog posts that aren't going to be relevant for the next few months. And if you do it that way, you can still have that balanced mix of both um, proactive and reactive content on your social media channels. Okay, great. Um, and the next question is um, quite an interesting one. And I know you touched on being furloughed and earlier. This question is messaging, if any, should we put out about our team being furloughed? And um, this person's given me an example and said that they've seen a couple of agencies out posts about the team sort of being out of the business temporarily, very positive and uplifting, um, and provide the con uh, contact details of people to, to go to. So, what, what's your view on, on, on that subject? To be honest, I think that's it, that can be a bit of a difficult one to sort of gauge the balance because, on one hand, you don't want to put out um, messaging that makes people think that your recruitment firm is in. Um, trouble, but I I have again myself seen a couple of firms who've you know done it really nicely. You know they sort of highlighted the fact that what what they're facing at the moment is only temporary, and they clearly outlined um, the operational um, steps that's going on within the organisation to make sure that they're servicing the needs of both candidates and clients. So I think the key thing there is just to try and highlight it's only a temporary measure, but also just highlight how that situation is going to impact you in the short term. So just make sure that you clearly outline um, your working from home arrangements, who will be um, picking up any applications or queries in the interim, because as long as you're clearly sort of addressing um, questions that people are going to be posing as to how they can get in touch and what's going on, I think you can navigate it um, successfully that way, rather than just focusing on the, the negative that people have been furloughed. So just um, make sure that you're just addressing the questions that people are bound to have about it. Okay, great. And um, I think one's just come in. Can you see that one, Dan? Um, so I've just got to getting it up on my screen. Uh, should recruitment companies invest in uh, new technology and websites now um, whilst they've time to focus? Um, I'll, I mean, just, just if, if I can sort of step in there on, on um, my, uh, I guess, my take and, and my experience that certainly on the website side, um, we've actually, I've actually had a quite a few conversations in the last week about from, from companies that are actually sort of, you know, they might be used to working, um, you know, 10, 12 hour days and now they're looking at six hours. They're actually taking that bit of downtime to, to sort of assess and if they've had a website on re redesign on, on the cards they're looking into that so we've actually had a couple of queries about you know looking at content for new websites um so i think it's certainly something that, that that's worth uh, looking into obviously balancing out the the investment at, at the current current um um in, in the current situation but it's certainly something that i think a lot of agencies are looking into um so projects that have been put on hold due to, you know, a lack of capacity. Um, now that people have a bit more time on their hands, certainly looking at it, and, um, it can be something that you can go out to the market with um, things settle down, which we all hope won't 
would be too far off. Yeah, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, at the end of the day, some firms more than others are going to have um, a bit more spare time. So I would advise um, using this downtime to, you know, look at how you can um, innovate in terms of your website, any different software that you could be using, and of course your marketing content. Because if you've got some downtime, it's not as busy as it, as it has been. I think now is a great time just to put everyone's heads together and um, plot out sort of the future months, really. Cool, hope that answered that question. Um, and then another one's just come in on, on Twitter. Should I still be getting the team to share bits on social media if they aren't picking up um, many roles at the moment? Okay, yeah, I mean, um, even if, it's, if they're not having that many vacancies at the moment, definitely um, utilise your team to push out and amplify your social media content. Because at the end of the day, um, employee advocacy, where which is, for those of you who don't know, where your um, staff like, share, comment, engage with all your uh, content across social channels has a real, real um, benefit to the reach and engagement of your content. So again, just make sure that they are actively engaging with your content because it puts more eyes on your content. So in the future months, once this is over, you'll be front of mind in both the eyes of um, candidates and clients. So definitely try and um, incentivize them to engage with the content because you know it, the benefits speak for themselves in the long run with that. Okay, great. Um, I think that's that's all the questions so far. But that's listening live, do do post them. I just wanted to mention or, or ask you down that, that I know that you've been um, offering these free social consultations recently, which have had a great take up. So I know you mentioned them earlier, but is there anything particular coming out of, the, of these that, that would be worth mentioning? Um, I think some, something that's um, come out of these calls is that um, naturally in recruitment firms, it always seems to be a, a sort of a, a silo between the marketing um, staff and the rest of the business. And I think um, working from home has um, sort of amplified that disconnect. And I think one of the things I've picked up from these calls is that people just want another sort of marketing person to talk to and discuss ideas because um, not having that day-to-day -day sort of physical meetings with our staff members has sort of distanced themselves. So I think one of the things I would recommend um, all the recruitment marketers out there is just try and um, book time in, you know, once, twice a week just to have, so you've got regular team meetings going on with your consultants, um, your SMT and all the different departments that make up your firm. Because this will give you a great way of looking at, you know, the content you're pushing out and generating new ideas for going forward. Because I think some people are sort of a bit afraid at the moment of just trying to take up people's time that way. But at the end of the day, you know, the best ideas in recruitment come from everyone putting their heads together. So I'll just recommend people do that and, sort of, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help, despite what's going on at the moment. OK, great. Well, that's, um, that's all the questions so far. Thanks, Dan, for giving us that welcome information. I've had quite a few conversations this week about sort of surveys um, and events, so perhaps that's something we can look at next week. So, you know, if anyone has any questions on that or recruitment marketing, social in general, we'll, we'll be back next week. And I think I'll be hosting next 
week and and dan i think we'll uh we'll have you on as a guest uh, to cover any social media thanks everyone for your questions today and again um if you do have any more you can um tweet us directly at blue sky pr and we can pick up any queries there to go through with you personally thanks so much um for posing all the questions today that everyone sent in steph and we'll be seeing you guys next week thanks very much for more useful resources please visit our website at www.bluesky-pr.com.